is nothing more than a refinement of everyday ideas. Albert Einstein. Welcome to a new episode of The Researcher's Story, an exploration into the science labs of India, a conversation with some of our best minds, where a scientist will finally get to be the hero of the show. We often hear the term from farm to fork, which is the journey from food, a journey of food from the agricultural fields to the consumer, right? But today we are going to take a journey from the lab to the farm. We are joined today by one of the most renowned agricultural scientists in India, who's carving out a new path for agricultural innovation in the country. Please welcome Dr. Monica Gurg, scientist from the National Agricultural Biotechnology Institute to the show. Welcome Dr. Monica. Thank you. Yes, Dr. Monica, let me get to uh, the main uh, point of uh, discussion today, which is your own journey, right? Your own journey as an agricultural scientist. So. Uh, you entered the field of agriculture during your master's, I believe, and now it's been more than 25 years for you in the field. So can I understand from you what's what's fueled your in, interest in, in the agricultural sector in India? What's been your motivation? Uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Uh, it will, I will be more than happy uh, to encourage young, young researchers. So about the agriculture, since my childhood, I was attracted to the plants. I used to take care of my home garden. So the real interest in agriculture science started when I joined masters in Punjab Agriculture University, Bihana. Okay. So huge fields, agriculture research, agriculture extension, all attracted my attention. And the, I, I was fascinated by the agriculture, but I was mainly working on agriculture biotechnology. Okay. So my real interest in core agriculture started when I met Dr. Sanjay Azara so, uh, in my uh, short period of duration in Ikarda, Syria, uh, in Syria. So he's the uh, winner of World Food Prize in 2014. Okay. He's, he's a big scientist. So uh, agriculture as well as biotechnology are two parallelly uh, and never uniting. Uh, yeah. They are independently running sciences. Correct. So I promised him that I will be working in a field where agriculture and the biotechnology will be uniting and uh, bringing the production to the okay. field. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so you went on to do your PhD at the Totori University in Japan, right? Uh, and then I also see that you've continued your association with the university uh, over, uh, in, your, in your work in India as well. So, how was your experience at the university? So doing my PhD as well as postdoc from Tatori University in Japan was, was was one of my best experiences. Okay. In terms of education, research, as well as the general life. So Japanese are very polite, social, as well as systematic people. Yeah. So they are very hardworking, which instills in you that work like you aren't just to do hardworking if there are other people working that way. Exactly. So after my PhD, I continued the work which I initiated during my PhD. And also I'm keeping part of my work on the aspect that I, I was working on during my PhD. So it makes a connection between the previous institute and the new institute. And also Correct. my uh, uh, advisor keeps following my work and he keeps appreciating my work. And he visited me also. So there is a right. link, like for example, uh, Blackfeet that I'm working right now. Yeah. Was, the donor, initial donor was provided by my professor. 
So, okay. so there is always link going on, research going on between the two institutions. Right. And like uh, as far as exposure for you in in you know in the field of agriculture is concerned, I believe uh, you know that experience in your PhD has also helped you a lot. Yes. Exactly. It was, uh, it was field of genetics and, and uh, the laboratory itself was genetics and plant breeding laboratory. Okay. How, okay. Like in India, we get lot of uh, facilities in terms of uh, labor and all those things, but uh, in Japan, we have to do, do everything from the scratch, preparing the land, giving the fertilizers. Okay. And uh, planting the uh, your own uh, plants. So it gave me like uh, holistic experience, which yeah. I may not be able to get in India because there is a lot of uh, help available in India. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So uh, and since then, uh, for the last I think ten years or so, you've been part of uh, the National Agri Food Biotechnology Institute, right? And uh, your work has uh, been majorly focused on developing varieties of wheat. Uh, can you tell us a bit about uh, your work at uh, at Nabi? Yeah, uh, at Nabi I am working in agricultural biotechnology division. Okay. And uh, I work under uh, uh, like mandate of development of designer crops to be improved nutrition as well as processing quality. Okay. So in in the initial years I I worked on processing quality improvement. Uh, like uh, I was attracted towards that because India is not uh, working on different processing quality wheat, which is available in the 12th world. Okay. For example, soft wheat, hard wheat, or different products which being made from it. But then okay. I soon realized that the uh, industry as well as the consumer is not uh, aware and they are not uh, like. Uh, Attracted to this type of work because the consume, uh, the uh, most of the wheat that is we develop is being stored by the Food Corporation of the India. Correct. And from there the industry buys. Right. And even the consumer is not aware about the different type of uh, wheat types and the quality associated with them. Right. So then I felt that uh, like uh, I I that people give more emphasis on the nutritional quality. Correct. So I moved my attention from researching quality to the nutrition quality because uh, it gains attention of the common man. Right. So black wheat, even black wheat prepared by me by the breeding, so it is attracting more attention of the consumer as well as the farmer as well as the industry. Okay. Okay. Me and my team are not only working on the developing designer crops, we are also giving functionality to them. We are also working on understanding their health benefits. So, doctor, uh, uh, please help me understand this. Uh, is it uh, different from the uh, genetically modified crops? Uh, and how is actually the development of these uh, varieties done? So, there are two ways of uh, developing new varieties. One is breeding, which is classical method, and uh, genetically modified. Okay. Well. Okay. So, in case of classical breeding, we breed from the uh, varieties which are already available. Okay. Or their bioplasm, and uh, it happens only uh, by uh, crossing two type of genotype. But in okay. case of uh, breeding, if the diversity is not available, for example, if you are working on an improvement in iron content, right. and your crop doesn't offer you uh, like gain of at least more than hundred, uh, like hundred percent, yeah. it cannot double it because this much of diversity is not available in the bioplasm. 
Correct. Then we have to look for other sources which may not be the same plant itself. For example, wheat or its oil derivatives cannot offer high iron. Then we go for the genetic transformation. Okay. Right. Okay. So genetic trans in the genetic transformation, uh, we we can transfer genes from bacteria to plant or fly to plant or human to plant like any source is possible in case correct in case of getting only same source is possible okay so in that case uh, why i'm asking this is because uh, you know gmos are, are all, always seen with a you know not not in the right way because there is always controversy when whenever a gmo is developed right so because this is not a gmo this is more like a classical breeding technique has that helped you you know a convincing consumers and companies for your products no gmo should not be taken in the negative sense uh, yeah. because we are just transferring a gene and every day we are consuming millions of genes correct right yeah uh, although this wheat has been developed by classical breeding okay. so uh, so there was not regulatory approval that was they are usually required for gmo right they were not required in this case But okay. I'm not. I'm. I'm a supporter of GMO in that sense. But this wheat has not been genetic genetic modification. It has been developed through classical breeding. Okay. Okay. So if you compare like these two methods, which one of is it like uh, easier to do and you know more feasible? Do you think? So both take time. Genetic modification also takes time. Breeding also takes time. Okay. So uh, both take time. Both take yeah. efforts. it's probably for dependent upon what your final objective is right uh, yeah like you mentioned if it's if you are looking at like increasing say like some iron content or something which is not possible to classical breeding then you would probably go for a genetic modification right yeah yeah so now i think uh, i also read that uh, you've signed mous with a number of companies for the use of these new new varieties uh, can you as a, as a as a consumer so i am looking at it as a consumer right so what are the advantages that these new varieties uh, will offer me so uh, our colored wheat varieties are rich in anthocyanins which are basically antioxidants okay so uh, when we are working uh, during our life and so yeah. our body generates lot of free radicals right which are harmful for our health right so if we are uh, have bad nutrition or a lot of pollutants in our environment So we have a buildup of these free radicals, which okay. causes cellular dysregulation, and we are prone to the several types of lifestyle disorders like diabetes or cardiovascular diseases or early aging. Okay. So we all should have lot of fruits, colored fruits and vegetables in our diet to remove right. the free radicals from our body. Okay. So wheat that is been developed in our lab is rich in antioxidants, basically contributed by the anthocyanins because okay. it they get color. Okay. So, so if you uh, you take lot of antioxidants, they are good for us. Like wheat, we have generally is good for health in general. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, apart from that, uh, how is the supply chain done, and at what stage are you, as far as you know, reaching the consumer is concerned? Uh, in in simple words, when can I have a taste of that? So, that's the simple question. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe uh, it will uh, take a few years. Or, or maybe this year or next year. It okay. depends upon the consumer awareness because consumer right now is not aware of what right. like we do. Right. So we are trying our best to create more consumer awareness, trying to reach to the more companies. Okay. Uh, by by different B two B and B two C meetings, 
and other okay. consumer awareness uh, programs okay so, like because uh, even a product is entirely new so we have to work uh, yeah yeah consumer is a big issue right it is it is i mean moreover when you see wheat in a different color itself i think that probably is the first uh, big issue right because uh, acceptance as far as acceptance is concerned yeah we are used to that golden wheat yeah giving white chapati exactly accepted uh, like it is not difficult to develop acceptance to a new product when we know that the food is good for the health yeah it takes 3 days to change from uh, high sugar tea to to tea without sugar when we know we have diabetes Generally, this for this product, like uh, if you have uh, built up in the mind that this is good for health, choices change. Yeah, and uh, so as far as cultivation of uh, the variety is concerned, uh, how how has the farmers' response been for this? So we are not working with the farmers directly. We okay. are signing MOU with the companies. So then okay. The companies work with the farmers. All right. Okay. So. so Okay. So in the in that sense uh, I just want to know as far as cultivation process is concerned are there any advantages for the farmers in terms of say like increased productivity or say lower use of water any any of those advantages do you see So uh, in terms of farming so when we sign the MOU with the companies we tell them because uh, we know that its production is lower around 20% lower as compared to the normal wheat Okay. So the companies have to not only cover those twenty percent lower yield, but also give them incentive, okay. so that they can grow it for them. Right. So right. It is. It it can be seen as a product which, in future, if it uh, demands is created, it can have. It has potential to increase farmers' income. Correct. So they will work with these companies. Correct. And uh, are there any changes in say like the the type of soil that that's required? uh in any of those differences no no there is no requirement for the soil change you know that we are like saying that keep your regular practices use your regular practices okay and then cultivate it yeah yeah i think uh, like uh, listening to you i think the probably one of the major challenges would be you know convincing that this is actually a more healthy product right uh right. yeah because as far as uh, you know the process is concerned uh don't really see much of a difference as far as for a farmer per se but uh, unless there's demand like you say you know demand generated uh you know growing uh, the crops would not make a lot of sense yeah yeah because uh, research and development uh, is on one side and uh, developing a product and taking it to the market is another side correct exactly we had uh, faced several challenges during this journey for example getting uh, approval from the certification was not uh, that easy now right. we have certification from food uh, fssai that we can label it as anthocyanin rich food rich in antioxidants okay so the antioxidant organization for fssai has already approved it yeah because it was entirely a new product for india as such So we cannot take a product to the market without getting the approval from the FSCA. Okay. So we it took us around more than uh, one year, around two years, to convince okay. them that it is already being consumed in different countries and people are already consuming it. These are their health benefits. Right. Right. Problem in this way. 
So now we have this tag, uh, tag. so anybody who prepares, works with this, any company can use this tag that enters an index with dictionary accident. Okay, okay. So, uh, like, apart from signing MOUs with uh, the companies, are you also looking at, say, like, you know, some government programs uh, wherein you can provide, say, say like, the midday meal programs, right? Uh, are you are you also looking at these kind of programs for uh, for for this this variety? Yeah, um, this this is one of the like major things that uh, can come in future. So okay. we are also working, trying to work on the financial portion mission. Yeah. So in future we will be working on this type of strategy so that we Perfect. can give them and uh, we can work on with the social departments and uh, work with the media needs. Yeah. So it will be like best way of reaching to the market. Exactly, because uh, you know the. Uh, we we have a num lot of children in our country who are who are malnourished. Right? There's no hiding from that fact. So uh, products which are uh, you know rich in say uh, the these kind of antioxidants is definitely going to help uh, uh, yes. you know improving the nutrition profile of our country. There's no doubt. Yes, yes, there's no doubt in this. Exactly. It can be uh, added as an additional item. Correct. Apart from the other uh, nutrients that they are giving in the midday meal, so you okay. can replace the normal wheat. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So uh, I mean, uh, I know that it's it's taken so many years for you to finally have a solid product in a, in your hand, right? So can you tell us like uh, about your experience as far as R and D in India is concerned? Uh, what are the challenges that you faced? Because uh, it's very rare that I've also seen that a product which has taken so many years of development finally has is is on the stage where it can get commercialized, right? So, how has been your experience? Uh, in India, research uh, last two decades, research uh, funding has been improved. Okay. There is a lot of uh, government of India is working on to develop new institutes, new funding opportunities are available. Right. And there are a lot of facilities are being generated. For example, battery equipment are available now. Okay. Chemicals is not a problem now. Okay. So the, the, the lot of funding agencies are available which are good research if you have good proposals. Right. So, uh, like uh, when I went to Japan, the funding situation was very different compared to one that is available now. Now we have better facilities in terms of, of instruments as well as okay. consumables. Right. Yeah, certifications, uh, like challenges, as I told you before, that certification from the different agencies had been difficult, but that is okay because things have to take time. Every, every aspect has gone. But uh, like uh, shortcomings and uh, problems, and uh, it has to take some interaction. Yeah, I mean, as a as a awareness among the consumer had been another challenge because it had been a really new product. Correct. So working on the new product takes like, a lot of challenges. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I mean, on the on that point, uh, as far as the commercial side of the whole system is concerned, right? That challenge in India, right? Uh, any new product uh, product developed in a laboratory comes up, there are always these challenges that come up, isn't it? Yeah, because it, it's very difficult to convince the people that uh, this product is good for health or good for other things. Yeah. Many times, many products are developed in the lab, they cannot see the market. Correct. There is a gap between the science and the society. The population yeah. angle, that, that needs more emphasis. 
yeah i think that's where people like me come into the picture uh, where we try to explain uh, what's happening in the lab <laughs> so between this communication that better communication to reach to the public as well as the uh, better industry participation is very important correct correct i i remember you know the story of iodized salt right Uh, that was that was one of the huge i would say accomplishments as far as you know combination of commercial side of the of the circle and a proper r&d uh, developed product came in so we need more of those examples i feel right yes uh, you have picked a very uh, good example i would like that yeah it was a first successful thing that india could uh, uh, eradicate this iodine problem exactly exactly so we have to like science has to come up and tell that this is an easy way to do this type of uh, deficiency for example china worked on supplying the iodine through the soil to the plant correct we, we in the india many uh, sort of agriculture like we are doing rain fed agriculture so it was not possible to reach to the masses through the agriculture right. for iodine so yeah we all have to have consume uh, salt so so this is science as well as the uh, like uh, commercialization angle as well as societal angle so many uh, participants have to uh, come up to make a product really successful exactly exactly and i think uh, you know today we if you if you see we have a number of laboratories who are working towards making actually commercialized products right? so i mean if you just go through the websites of say like cftri or say nabi for for that matter you have a lot of these products which are ready for you know in the stage where they can be transferred to a commercial facility so uh, it's it's probably a call out to you know a lot of uh, marketing side of things where yes researchers are developing products it's now your time to actually look at these products and see how these can reach to the markets right yes because uh, the chester device of products he takes care of several angles exactly exactly it's like years of years and years of work right so right and i i think it's probably like high time now that you know uh, products uh, food process processing in india itself needs to you know uh, it, you know come into the forefront right because i i'm sure i i read the data and we we only are doing say like probably 2% of food processing so that's a very low number if you look at all the developed countries right right Yeah so food processing market is huge and it needs to be captured exactly and like food like food processing is necessary for avoiding the food wastage as well oh absolutely like, there's no doubt yeah yeah i mean same products being developed by different institutes they are yeah. like very good some are very good products correct Yes, I mean, a lot of potential, definitely, and and we are seeing that you know, uh, in the last uh, few years, a lot of new food parks have come up, and they are under development as well across the country. So, uh, right. yeah, so a huge, huge potential that exists, and we just need to tap into that particular market. Um, yeah, we have to combine science and commercialization in that. Exactly, exactly. So, doctor. Uh, you've had a long journey as a researcher yourself right so one thing that always uh, is very important on something that a researcher learns is to uh, you know understand failure so 
if i ask you how does a day in the life of a researcher looks like what would be your answer <laughs> i would like to say researcher's life is very challenging okay. that is a very big challenge yeah so the whole day is busy designing experiments arranging chemicals purchasing equipment writing grants writing publications motivating young researchers yeah uh, like every day you start fresh correct yeah you just find the evening decided by the results that you get from the experiment acceptance of your research funding proposals acceptance of your research work publications both tech positive and negative keep happening in the daily life correct the negative keep discouraging and positive keep motivating for the to do the better exactly everyone loves success yeah so but success in science is not so easy yeah it is never complete so one or the other question to be answered yeah. always keep exciting the scientists right it, we keep, we keep learning every day so what do you tell yourself when you see like you know continuous failures in your experiments like how do you how do you still you know motivate yourself so uh <laughs> I know it's it's a difficult question. Yeah, sometimes uh, like uh, I like for short time. Yeah. So it 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 may take sometimes it will uh, give you keep you busy for the whole day but then you have to tell that no this failure will uh, give me more motivation. I have to work more harder maybe there is some shortcoming in my work. Yeah. So I have to work double time or double uh, energy. then yeah. i can like reach to the next stage so it sometimes a negative motivation is also required in life so Correct. sometimes i get more encouraged by the negative motivation than the positive motivation <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mean it's, sometimes there is uh, we have to take breaks out <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's said right it's said right you you learn more from your failures than you learn from your success so yeah i mean i, I remember like oh, like a few years back when i when i was doing in my when i was in my lab and and it was late night and uh, probably 6 months or so i hadn't got a single good result for my for my experiments and one night one late night probably like i think around 2 o'clock i was in the lab and finishing up my experiments and on the hplc uh, map i just i just saw that peak which i was waiting for for the last 6 months or so so that is what you know that's the kind of happiness that you look for right so yes. that gives a real happiness when it comes after 6 months <laughs> yeah <laughs> so exactly so so uh, i mean looking back on your journey until now i know that uh, it's been you know failures but a lot a uh, few uh, success points as well so what would your message be to all the young researchers in our country so being researcher is a wonderful profession if you like it yeah, yeah. So I feel I'm being paid for following my own passion. Exactly. So you are here to bring new things to the society. Right. It may be new knowledge or it may be new product. Yeah. Every day in the Cesar's life provides new challenges and motivation to do better. So it's an excellent profession that uh, one can pursue only if you have motivation to do it and if you like it. So choose a profession which you like to do. not what is the tra- trend 
don't follow that trend. In research, you cannot follow that trend. Research is like it should come from within. So that only then you can succeed in this profession. Absolutely. I think that's a great note uh, to end uh, this conversation, Dr. Monica. Uh, it's been it's been amazing talking to you, and uh, I've learned a few important things. And for sure, I'll be waiting to you know taste my first wheat variety that you're developing. Uh, so I'll hope that it'll probably reach in Kerala where I'm where I'm residing right now, sometime. Mm -hmm. ஒரு <laughs> Thank you thank you very much. Thank you Dr Monica have a good day bye bye